you guys and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes with CNM. It is M again today, but we're going to go ahead and get into these topics because a lot of stuff has happened. We're about to get into some week three, Colin Kaepernick, Jonathan Taylor, Dame Lillard finally being traded. So let's go ahead and get started without further ado. So week three in the NFL, we saw a lot of different things take place. Lots of great, great games that went down to the wire. More importantly, you know, focusing on the down-the-wire games, the Saints and the Packers. Saints really had an opportunity to win the game at the very end, but unfortunately, you know, the Packers came right on through, and they closed it out with a one-point win. But there was a lot of light from the Saints and everything like that. I think Derek Carr is adjusting very well to that system and that he's giving them another, another element that they've not had in the past couple of years there, which is solid quarterback play. <laughs> you know, as great as Jameis, Jameis has been there – and things like that. And he's more of like a, a spot starter backup than he is, you know, an every week type of starter type thing. But it, it appears he may have to kind of do some of that spot up duty this week because Derek Carr is injured right now. And he's supposed to be out for about, what did they say he has? Like he has what? A shoulder injury so he's at least questionable they're not entirely sure if he's going to play but if he does you know he's going to be extremely limited more than likely he's not going to be able to do some of the things he would normally be able to do so we may probably see Jameis anywhere even some Taysom Hill but I thought that was a really really great game we had some other games you know the Giants losing to the 49ers I think that was pretty much expected I think the Giants have crashed back to earth a lot as well as the commanders you know commanders lost 37 to 3 so they got completely annihilated by the bills you know 37 to 3 there but i think the bills have always been one of the premier teams at least for the past two three seasons you know especially since josh allen's been over there and, and taking over that helm and then the pieces that they have you know at wide out with stefan diggs and gabe davis you have stefan diggs who's a top five top ten receiver arguably you're gonna always be in good business you know, their defense has always been very, very good. So the Commanders and the Giants both came down to earth, but we got to see a premier team, the Bills, and probably the top team in the NFC in the 49ers because Brock Purdy is amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. I think he's a lot better than a lot of people expected him to be. And he has proven that even though, you know, he was – you know, a seventh round pick the previous year, that the things that we saw him do last year and even in the playoffs, you know – were not a fluke. He is showing that he is very much to be feared and respected, and the 49ers are very much a team to be feared and respected as well. Lions had another great game. Believe that they are slowly putting those pieces together and that they have arrived. They have been playing some really, really great football going all the way back to week one when they beat the Chiefs. I think that surprised a lot of people, but I did pick Detroit to win that game just because of what they had did to end off the season last year and then some of the pieces they brought in this year. You know, through the draft and through free agency, you know, and they're also getting Jamison Williamson back. Williams, sorry, Jamison Williams back as well. So that's going to be another threat out the wide receiver position along with Amon St. Raw, St. Brown, Josh Reynolds. You know, they got Jamar Gibbs back there, David Montgomery. So Jared Goff has also had a resurgence since he's been in Detroit as well. So I think that that has all the elements of them being a very, very competitive team and being one of those top-tier teams as well. So very, very excited to see how that is going to end up turning out. Vikings, Chargers, Chargers came out and they pull out, pulled out that game. They had a great game. Justin Herbert had a great game himself, Mike Williams, but unfortunately he went down with injury, so prayers up for him as he does his recovery. 
and he heals up for next season. The Vikings, I think it's starting to kind of hit the panic mode. They are now 0-3, so not really played great football. They've been very competitive in a lot of games, but they've not really done anything that has ultimately got them to a win. Uh, I do think that this is probably going to be Kurt's Cousins' final season there. You know, he's always been one of those quarterbacks that's mid-tier. They can get you pretty much to the playoffs, but it's not going to get you to the promised land, which is where the Super Bowl is, you know. He's always just kind of been middle of the pack, you know. Does a lot of good things very, very well, you know, but doesn't show up in prime time, you know, as we all know. And he's not going to get them anywhere they really want to be at. So I think they will probably let Kirk Cousins go and they will be in the market for a quarterback for sure. Texans Jaguars, great game. Texans won that 37-17. to CJ Stroud had a hell of a game. So I think that the pieces are there or showed up at least for that game for D'Amico Ryan and his staff and that those are some great pieces that we'll be able to continue to develop with CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. And just ultimately that team will continue to grow into being a threat here, I believe, in a couple of years. You know, once they get a couple more pieces, because they're definitely not complete. You know, this is probably when they're, what, their first year of their rebuild, at least. So they have some things they have to do. But I definitely do think that there's a lot to like about what they've already created. You know, Tank Dell being down there. They did get Dalton Schultz, you know, to kind of be a security blanket for C.J. Stroud. They did get Will Anderson. They still had Derek Stingley you know, on the back end and the corner. So I do think there's a lot of different pieces to like on that team. It's just going to take some development and for them to get a couple more pieces as well, you know, because they're still in the very, very early stages of a rebuild. But definitely lots of like the Jaguars. Still very, very good. They're still doing, you know, good things under Doug Peterson. They just lost this game, essentially. Just, you know, too many mistakes, but they just completely lost this game. Broncos, Dolphins. I believe that was pretty much the game of the week, right? <laughs> Unless you, you know, you're a Cowboys fan like I am. Cowboys, you know, losing to the Cardinals, which complete shock. We came crashing right on back down to earth. We're another team that came crashing back down to earth. Don't really have a whole lot to say there. It's just, I'm not saying that it's over, but I think Trayvon Diggs was a much bigger loss for not only the defense, but the offense as well. Just because he's, he's one of those key piece, one of those dolls of heart a heart and soul type of piece of the team and that just kind of took a big blow out the whole team and they did not show up at all for that game not at all so I, I don't really have anything to say about that because the Cardinals were considered one of the worst teams in the league so I'm in complete shock that we lose to the Cardinals the Cardinals like of all people but you know kudos to them they played a great game you know they definitely they caught us at a weak spot. I mean, that's just all I can say about that. They caused a weak spot. The Cowboys were not ready to play. The Cardinals were. And they definitely shocked the NFL world. But, you know, so did the Dolphins by scoring 70 points. I mean, they completely outmanned, outplayed the Broncos from start to finish. <laughs> 70 points in an NFL game is insane. The Broncos just had nothing for them. And I do believe this is probably going to be the last year for Russell Wilson in a Broncos uniform. If if not, he doesn't leave, then they're going to still, still – he may be there still, but he's not going to be their starter. I mean, the people that just bought him, they're billionaires, so, I mean, they they can easily buy his contract. Like, yes, you know, a huge $70, 80000000 million cap hit is crazy, 
but they don't really have any loyalty towards him because at the end of the day, they bought the team to win games. They brought Russell Wilson in, was brought in last year to win them games out. They thought that a quarterback was the missing piece and he's looked worse than he did in Seattle. He's not looked any better, you know, and I think the Seattle Seahawks are somewhere probably sitting down smiling like, yep, we tried to tell y'all, you know, he was kind of losing a lot of steam and he he does not he doesn't look good. I think that's the thing that's it. They, he doesn't look good, you know, and it's like they have so much talent, you know, Jerry, Judy and Cortland Sutton and, you know, on the on their defense, you know, it, it's just it's sad to see to have all that talent just kind of be wait to be wasted right now. And then Sean Payton just really hasn't been able to kind of hone them in yet. You know, they're they're another 0-3 team. So it's just I don't see them. I don't see how they keep Russell after this year, especially after he's been playing. I know they played, you know, did sign him to that big contract, but I just I can't see how he can he can stay and he plays that poorly. You know, I definitely do think they're going to be in the market for a quarterback because I just I, I think the ownership is going to get restless. I don't see how they can keep it going as is for sure. Titans Browns. Titans are just kind of lost in the sauce right now. They're in the middle of no man's land, to be completely honest with you. Another team that's going to probably be in the market for a quarterback, even though they've drafted quarterbacks within the past two to three rounds for the past two two three drafts. You know, But this is definitely Ryan Tannehill's last season. They did get Will Levis as his predecessor, and then they drafted Malik Willis the previous year. But I do think there will be another team that is in the quarterback market. <laughs> Because they, they're just not good on, ultimately, they may be looking to ship off their veterans here before the trade deadline. So Derrick Henry may be on the move. So that's something that we're going to monitor. I think the Browns, for them, this is probably one of the most complete games they were able to put together. You know, considering they scored 27 points, Deshaun was a little, a lot better than he's been, you know. So we'll have to see if that continues to translate. Colts, Ravens, Colts beating the Ravens was pretty big, considering they did not have Anthony Richardson out there and they were starting Gardner Minshew but Gardner Minshew deserves a lot of credit he doesn't get all the shining credit that he deserves but he's actually a really good quarterback he actually could be a starter on a team and not just on that spot starter type of level he could be a bridge and I think that's what they're kind of using him for they thought they were going to have to use him for that but I think Richardson showed that he was a lot more ready than people thought so I think that's why he got the nod. Unfortunately, he did have that concussion. That's what took him out. So I think Gardner Minshew was able to go in there and just really win a game, duel it all the way to overtime, you know. Ravens, you know, they've kind of just been one of those teams that's always been hit with so many injuries <laughs> every single year. It's like they have all the talent and stuff on paper, and then they get hit with injuries in the very early portions of the season. And they can never quite get their guys you know, that healthy again. And it's just like, man, you know, because like if that team just could stay all together just for more than, you know, three weeks, they could really be something. But as long as you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, you have a chance in every single game. No doubt about that. Patriots, Jets, another team <laughs> that it needs to currently be in the quarterback market and not for Trevor Simeon. <laughs> But uh, the Patriots, they won that game fair and square. But ultimately, the Jets, they just don't have a quarterback right now. I don't care what the Jets organization, the coach, 
or anybody tries to tell you, you know, they're pumping Zach Wilson up. If they really felt that way about Zach Wilson, they would have never traded for Aaron Rodgers. You do not go looking for something you already have. If they thought they had a competent quarterback at the position that could take them where they wanted to go, which every team has Super Bowl aspirations and the Jets by far have a Super Bowl championship roster written all over them, they would have never traded for Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers was available, I can tell you what teams did not call. The Chiefs. <laughs> The Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Eagles, <laughs> the Ravens, the Bills, you know what I'm saying? Just to name a few. You know why? Because they all believe that they have the pieces in place and the and the guy that can take them where they want to go, which is the Super Bowl. The Jets did not feel that way, which is why they traded for Aaron Rodgers in the first place. So... I think everybody in that organization, that building, knows very well that Zach Wilson is not that good. And the players have completely bought out. They've not bought in. They were very excited when Aaron Rodgers was going to be there and was going to be the quarterback for the season. And when he went down in less than five snaps, that completely derailed all those hopes. Zach Wilson is not that guy. And I'm not saying he's not good. Maybe New York is just not his environment, you know. But the Jets have been searching for a quarterback for quite some time. They thought they had it in Aaron Rodgers. And now you're back to Zach Wilson. And that's not a good state to be in. I think Zach Wilson perhaps needs a change of pace like Trey Lance got. You know, with the Cowboys, no pressure type of situation. Because nobody's expecting Trey Lance to do anything anytime soon. So he gets the chance to really develop. You know, I think the Big Apple is too big for Zach, essentially. I just don't, I don't see how they can believe that they're able to compete with Zach Wilson as long as he's the quarterback. It just just doesn't make any sense. Because if they really felt that way, I just don't see why you trade for another guy at that same position when only one of them can play at a time. So I think there's a lot of trust that's been lost in the organization, on the players, the fans, because they're not buying it. (laughs) They're not buying what's being sold. So... They need to go out and get somebody. I'm not saying that Trevor Simeon is not a good quarterback. We've seen him play before. He was there with the Broncos there for a minute. He's been a couple other places, so he's played pretty decent. But Trevor Simeon is not a world beater, and he's not going to take them where they are desiring to go, which is the Super Bowl. So Panthers, Seahawks, good game, 27. Panthers, Seahawks, 37. So very high-scoring game. Got to see Bryce Young do a little bit more this week. Uh, protection, I believe, is still going to be a problem. Not protecting him well enough. But the Seahawks, they were able to do a little bit more this week, you know, with Geno and DK and Tyler Lockett and everything. They're always so, so exciting to see and watch play. So definitely excited for them and how well they played. Uh, the Bears and Chiefs, you know, this was a big game. Uh, and not necessarily for football reasons. <laughs> you know, they did have... You know, Taylor Swift for that game because of Travis Kelsey and everything like that. But the Bears, I think, are just wallowing. They're they're falling apart at the seams. We expected them to be able to take that next step. I believe their fans did as well. And they have not done that thus far. You know, a lot of name-calling, a lot of blame-deflecting. It's just been a lot of of this and a lot of that. And it's a lot of they're about to be in the quarterback market again. I believe as well. So who do we say we're in the quarterback market? The Bears, we got the Jets, the Commanders, Broncos, just to name a few. (laughs) But yeah, this is 
I don't believe that Justin Fields is the guy for them, unfortunately, because they provided him all the peace. They went out and traded the number one overall pick for a number one overall, not a number one overall receiver, but a number one guy. And he's really not getting him the ball, to be honest. You know, Chase Claypool, you know, if you forgot about that, he they did trade him over there last year, you know, for their second round pick. And he hasn't really done a whole lot out there, but they haven't really been throwing the ball either. Colt Komet is very, very good. Still not really a whole lot of that. They're not really doing a whole lot of really anything, to be honest. It seems like they've taken a step back and not a step forward. So I'm not sure that Justin Fields will be their guy. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to regret trading the number one overall pick either, but I do think that it definitely is a cause for concern for sure because he just he's not taking that next step and he's not helped elevate the team or the pieces that are around him you know at all the Chiefs are going to achieve they scored 41 points anytime you got anytime you got Patrick Holmes as your quarterback you always have a chance but then Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey one of the best duels in the league that we have right now Nuff said the Chiefs were always going to be fine regardless of them losing to the Lions they were going to always figure it out with the loss of Tyreek and then Juju and back-to-back off seasons, they will figure out who the next man up is, and they've done quite well. So no problems with the Chiefs. They're going to be another top contender this year. There's no doubt about that. So y'all just going to have to enjoy seeing the Chiefs show because at AFC West, I don't, I don't see anybody that's going to be competing for them with their title at all. Steelers Raiders was pretty good. Went down to the wire, you know, 23-18. Steelers were able to pull it out, though. They played a lot better than they did the first couple of weeks of the season. Kenny Pickett looked a lot better. You know, the Raiders, another organization that has a lot going on right now, especially just having to let Chandler Jones go today because of all the different things that was going on with him. But prayers up that he will be able to get the help that he needs or whatever is going on in that situation, that his family friends you know football brothers can you know talk to him be around him and support him in whatever way that he needs but they just have a lot going on I Jimmy G is hurt already <laughs> you know Devontae Adams is still you know that guy top tier receiver and he probably should be asking for a trade to be completely honest or a team should be looking to trade for him but yeah Raiders just kind of looking like another dumpster fire year for them, unfortunately. And Jimmy G already has did what he's unfortunately been known to do, and that's get hurt. That's just get hurt. So, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But we'll have to see, you know. They haven't ruled him out, but shoot, they haven't ruled him in either, so... But I don't I don't believe the Raiders will be going anywhere this year, unfortunately. Then the Eagles, Bucks, I mean, the Eagles have kind of been playing really, really sloppy. I don't really believe they've played a complete game just yet. You know, Hurts looked like he was off. Apparently he had some flu-like symptoms and things like that. But it just Yeah, no. <laughs> just was not looking good for them. But they still won. They won ugly, you know. Because Baker and the Bucks weren't really able to put it together. They did have, you know, a couple different opportunities to at least, you know, make it a little bit more competitive or potentially even win. But unfortunately, you know, I think the rain played an element. And then guys just dropping balls really just, 
ruined it for them, honestly. And the Eagles' defense is really, really good, too. So you got to be on all cylinders. And if you even give them a little crack, they're going to go right on through. So Bucks just lost that one. But kudos to the Eagles, you know, being 3-0. Then we had the Rams and Bengals to close out the week. A lot of talk about Joe Burrow not even potentially playing, but he did gun it through, and they ended up winning. 16-19, you know, but I do think that's going to end up being a problem for them the rest of the year because he's not at 100%. It's only the third, third week of the season <laughs> going into the fourth week, so I think that's going to be very problematic for them going forward, but we'll just have to see and really keep an eye out on that. The Rams, they had been playing really, really good. Matt Stafford looked like he had a, a little bit of a resurgence, you know, playing some better ball and things like that and having, you know, those wide outs and 2-2 Atwell. And Nakua, I don't want to say his name wrong, but I think I did. But he's also been showing out as well. So I think when they get Cooper Cup back, that'll be a huge get for them, obviously. You know, now that the Cam Akers distraction is gone, then the team can really focus on what they have in the building and just kind of try to get that to come together a little bit more. But they've actually been playing a lot better than I think people even anticipated. So I do I don't believe that they're gonna be close to that, you know, Super Bowl winning team we saw a couple years ago, but they're gonna be a lot better than they were last year. So that is week three. Getting into Colin Kaepernick's note. So Colin Kaepernick had wrote a note to the New York Jets, essentially saying that he won the opportunity to not take over the absence on the 53-man roster, but he would love an opportunity to be on the practice squad and for a variety of reasons and yada, yada, yada. I just think that no team will sign him. It is not because I don't believe that he can't play. I just think it's too much of a distraction at this point. You know, some of the things that he has said about the NFL, you know, plantation and slavery and those type of things, that makes it very, very difficult for an owner or a GM to even potentially want to bring him in. I know that there have been guys that have said that he still has it. He's still playing really well. He's throwing the ball really, really well. But I just think that it's very, very difficult to want to sign him without it being a distraction, you know, just because of some of the things that he said, you know. And he hasn't played in six, seven years at this point, you know. He can say that he can you know, still compete, and I'm sure he can do it, you know, but it's one thing to be able to do it, you know, on a practice field when there's nobody coming at you or really doing anything, you know, no defenders and stuff like that, then to actually be able to get a real in-person live defense, you know, or in a live real game. He's not done anything to help a team, and no team has really given him a second thought in several years, really. You know, not even really a a potential workout or anything like that. So I don't see how a team can sign him and they don't have any evidence that he can really be better than anything they have in the building already, you know? I think it's sad because I think Colin Kaepernick, he had a great thing going when he was in the league. He did a lot of good things. And I'm not saying at all, you know, the... With the what he was fighting for with the racial equality and things like that, that's great stuff to fight for. And it's sad we still have to fight for that in the first place. But it's a great, worthy cause, you know. And the NFL has taken notice with their putting the Black Lives Matter up and the equality and some of the different initiatives that they've done. 
But I just think that they weren't ready for him when he was, you know, when he was ready for it, you know. And it cost him his job. <laughs> and now it's just, it's hard for him to be able to get that back without it being something that is going to ultimately be a distraction. Especially trying to do that in New York. Mm-mm. That New York media just will not, not, not have it, you know. He'll be under fire and he won't even really be you know contributing like that on the team you know per se so I really wish him all the best but I don't see I don't see the Jets signing him I don't see anybody signing him you know I'm not saying to hang it up because I'm not going to tell anybody to give up on their dreams or to not you know play ball but I don't see how anybody you know makes that phone call or takes that chance you know it's too risky too risky, you know, too risky. And unfortunately, you know, the comments that he made were very public. And when you make things publicly, you know, that's the type of stuff that kind of lives out forever. And, you know, you kind of always wondering, does the person still really feel that way and types of stuff like that. So I wish him the best on his journey. I really do. But I don't see, I don't see anybody taking that chance. They can't. They can't. There's already too many distractions that come out. And come with an NFL season storylines, all type of different types of stuff in the building. He his would just shock the world, I believe, the NFL world, and that would just not be good publicity for a team to bring him in, even if it is on a practice squad opportunity. And he probably would do very well on a practice squad opportunity, and he could probably be helpful even on a backup quarterback role on some teams. But I just think all the baggage that he brings will just ultimately be too much to override any good that he could do. You know. But, you know, maybe I'll be wrong. You know, maybe somebody will, but I just I just don't see it, unfortunately. I just don't see it, you know. But I'm glad that he is at least, you know, fighting for his, his job and trying to show that he's still doing some of the things that he was doing previously. But it's just tough. I think it's going to be too tough for him. It's just going to be too tough. So... But moving on a little bit, so Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's been talks. He did request a trade from the Colts and everything like that. And the Dolphins were interested, Packers, Steelers, Rams, Chiefs. I think if he goes to the Chiefs, man, that, that's over with. Because, excuse me, the Chiefs, they've not had, you know, a real solid running back since really, what, Kareem Hunt, you know, I know Isaiah Pacheco was really good last year for him and he did what he was supposed to do, but not really so much this year. He's kind of had a slow start. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has pretty much worn out his welcome. <laughs> I don't see they're not. I don't see them resigning him once you know this season is up or anything like that. But I think Jonathan Taylor would give them a whole another element that they've not had in the running game in quite some time. So if he goes to the Chiefs, I think it's pretty much over with. I think the same thing with the Bills because there was rumors the Bills were interested as well. That's just a different element that they've not had up there in quite some time, you know. And that would definitely take a lot of pressure off of Josh Allen and things like that. But then James Cook is now coming into his own right. So I don't know. I mean, could you know, I think presently Jonathan Taylor is probably better than James Cook. But, you know. 
it's really going to be like, does the Bills brass feel like pulling that trigger, you know? Miami, I think they've already found something really good in their in the, all of their running backs that they use because they all bring a different element to the team. Not saying they couldn't use them, but I think that they're pretty satisfied with what they already have in-house. Packers, the same thing. You know, they do have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, so they've been a really good one-two punch for the past couple of years, so I don't really see them doing that. Steelers, they have Najee Harris, so... Don't really see that. Rams, they just let Cam Akers go for pretty much nothing to go to Minnesota. So potentially, but I mean, the Rams really aren't going anywhere. And I mean, that doesn't really make any sense for them to pony up money, you know, to a running back, especially since the running back market is not all that high right now. And they have a number of big name contracts to guys who are on pretty much older deals and who are older as well you know they're gonna have to make decisions on as they more so rebuild than retool you know so I think the biggest threats really would be the Chiefs and the Bills you know the commanders are in there uh the commanders are all right you know I think they're playing better offensively than they've have previously because of Eric Bianami but I don't really see them being a threat to wanting to pay that type of money. And I think that's ultimately going to be the problem with type of contract. Is he really looking for what type of compensation are the Colts looking for, you know? Because arguably you could say that's the best player on their team, you know? And if that's how they feel, you know, then you're going to pay a first-round pick for a running back. Not too many teams are doing that anymore or not even really a second-round pick. So I think you're going to have to – it's going to come down to – what are the Colts really looking for? What is the type of contract he looking for? And what is what are they going to do, you know? And how are they trying to do it, really? that That's what it's going to come down to. So I know that situation is going to have to continue to develop because he's still on the physically unable to perform list and everything like that. And maybe they do want to see how he does with Anthony Richardson thus far because it's good to have a strong running game especially when you have a rookie quarterback because it does help to take the pressure off of him but you know I think he's made it pretty clear he does not want to be there so you know unless they do a contract and I don't believe they're going to meet his demands because you know like I said the running back market is really at an all-time low so it's it's going to be challenging (laughs) it really really is but we'll see. And then we are about to get into the Damian Lillard trade. So Dame Lillard finally got traded. And no, he did not get traded to the Heat. He got traded to a team that I don't think was even remotely anybody was even thinking about in the Milwaukee Bucks. So Portland Trailblazers ended up getting Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tomani Kamari, a 2028 first round pick swap from Milwaukee, a 2029 first-round pick from Milwaukee, and a 2030 first-round pick swap from Milwaukee. And then, obviously, Milwaukee got Damian Lillard. And then the Phoenix Suns got Justin Nurkic, Nazir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. So, overall for this trade, I I don't know. (laughs) I think Milwaukee obviously got the best best deal of the bunch. But I think Portland, I think this package is kind of weak right now. (laughs) I hate to say it, but it is. I mean, they don't appear to have any interest in really keeping Drew Holiday. They already said they're trying to reroute him to another contending team. You know, that they're looking for picks. So I think they're definitely trying to 
you know, rebuild because that, that's where they are right now for sure. They're not going to be too, too competitive this year, you know, as they rebuild because they're rebuilding. So then they're really just left with DeAndre Ayton, who basically wore out his welcome in Phoenix. But, excuse me, I do think a change of pace will be good for him, you know, because he wasn't going to get any touches in Phoenix. I mean, they have KD, they got Devin Booker, and they had Bradley Beal. So we're talking about this guy being the fourth or fifth option on the team, you know. And that just, I don't think that was going to bode, bode too well, you know, for him, for him to be able to gain any type of, you know, reps or anything like that to to show that he had, he's better than what we've seen, essentially, you know. So I think with the Portland Trailblazers, you know, there won't be too much expectations. So he's going to be able to show a lot more than he has these past couple of years. So I think it's going to be really exciting for him. And hopefully he is able to show something, you know, because I don't think he's a bust. I mean, I think he's put up good numbers and stuff, but he's always, you know, had to be like a, a third or fourth option. Even before KD arrived, you know, it was Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and then Aiton, you know. And he just didn't gel well with, you know, the previous coaching staff and everything. You know, he got yanked from a lot of big games. So he just, you know, confidence was really at an all-time low end. You know, you need your confidence, you know, especially when you're a professional ball player. you got to have that type of confidence in yourself to know you can go out and dominate, you know. I think Damian Lillard finally got what he wanted. I mean, he's going to be playing with Giannis. But I think Drew Holiday is going to end up being a bigger loss than they're anticipating. But we'll see. You know, Dame Lillard being with Giannis, that's a crazy, crazy duo, you know. You got to love what Milwaukee has put together. They're going to get really, really expensive. Because <laughs> Giannis, I would say, is probably more than likely going to resign now. You know, and I think when those rumors and stuff were coming out that Giannis potentially wasn't going to resign, especially since Milwaukee is a smaller market, it is much harder for them to get players to come up there and want to compete. So they do have to either draft the players or <laughs> they have to trade for them. So... I think it's going to be good for him. I'm excited to see them. They're definitely a, a top contender, you know, in the East. Like, they've always been every year. But now this, I think they are almost the favorites for the East. But we'll see how they, you know, flesh out the rest of their roster. As far as Phoenix, you know, they got rid of Aiton, you know, so now they don't have that distraction. But I think they got a couple role guys that will be able to help the big three they've established. You know, Justin Nurkic is no slouch. You know, he's been a very, very good center for Portland for many, many years, and he's one of those still passing big men, and he really does play close to the basket. So I do think that's going to be a nice piece for them. Nazir Little and Keon Johnson and Grayson Allen all can give them good bench minutes and, you know, give them a little bit of something when they're out on the floor, but just to kind of help, you know, the team. Because they, they, they didn't really have too much, too many role players around their big three of Beal and KD and Booker. But now that with these players, with this trade that's happened, they've kind of were able to give a little bit more to their roster. So I'm excited about it, you know. You know, and then Tamani Kamari, I mean, he's a rookie, but it'll be interesting to see what he does in Portland this year and things like that and what he becomes, you know. So I'm excited for them, you know, to be able to have a fresh start and be able to see what they really can do. And everything like that. So Portland, the their grade, I'm going to give them a B. You know, 
just because it's a lot of picks and a lot of unknowns really you don't really know you don't really know what's going to happen for it but then the bucks and the Suns, they get an a you know bucks you know getting damian Lillard that was big you know he'll be rejuvenated and able to prove that he didn't really get you know some of the respect that he deserved because portland was not really competitive during his time up there you know they were only really in the playoffs and really competitive really competitive that one year they made that runs their western conference finals after that it's just not really been too much after that. So I think Dame is out to prove some people wrong <laughs> that they doubted him when he was up there. And then Phoenix, you know, they were able to get some high-quality role players I think are going to play some big minutes for them this season and really give them something different that's going to be able to help them ultimately get to their goal, you know, being one of the favorites out in the West. So excited to see how that plays out. But that is all that I have for you guys today. I thank you guys so much for listening and checking us out. Hopefully, C will be able to be back soon and everything. But I'm going to be here and keep talking with you guys and breaking all down all the news because there was a lot that had happened. But super, super happy to be on here and talking with you guys and just excited that you guys tap in and show love and respond and listen everything you do so thank you thank you thank you you guys are amazing i love you i love the support heart all of y'all it really means a lot you know to know that people really care about the opinion that i have about these these things so it's great to be able to be on here and talk with y'all so thank you guys so much for listening for tuning in and i'm gonna see y'all in the next one so y'all take care and see you next night next time bye